3: Welcome to the Friday show. I might as well just say welcome to the Joy of Jesus show because in large part, that's what we're going to talk about. We're still happy to take your phone calls and answer questions. Uh, whatever is on your heart and mind we will do that. But uh, our agenda here today is Joy of Jesus. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas, and this is the word to stand on for life a program dedicated to taking your phone calls and answering your Bible questions and life questions. Anything and everything that's on your heart, we will do the best that we can. Uh, All you have to do is call us at 210-340-9585. That's 340-9585. If you're outside the local San Antonio area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. Numerically, that's 630-5757. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com or you can use our free Calvary Chapel mobile app if you're driving in your car. The safest way to call is to use the free KSLR mobile app. There will be a banner that says Call Now at the top of the screen. Just hit that and you'll be connected directly to our studio producer. Our main number one more time is 340-9585. Well, I told you this is the joy of Jesus program, I have a special guest, Pastor Juan Ortiz. Um, he is here, and he will take uh, all of your really difficult theological questions. Gosh, <laughs> gosh what would you say, gosh? Oh my gosh. <laughs> but yeah. anything yeah. and everything. Uh, but but I ask Pastor Juan to come in uh, every year as we are getting ready to do Joy of Jesus. This is our signature event here at Calvary Chapel of San Antonio uh, tomorrow at uh, 11 o'clock until 3 o'clock in the afternoon at Travis Park in downtown San Antonio. Literally thousands of thousands of people will make their way through the park. Uh, we will be ministering to all of them, homeless people, those who have jobs, uh, those who are new in town, tourists, because it's right in the middle of the downtown heart of San Antonio. Uh, and you would be amazed to find out um, all the stuff that goes on. And we invite you to come and to join us. Um, all you have to do is show up. Um, if, if you're a KSLR radio listener, just find somebody in a red shirt and say, Could you introduce me to Pastor Ron and Paula? And they'll be happy to do that. We love to meet you. Um, Pastor Ron, welcome to the show.
4: Thank you so much. It's, uh, it's been a while since I've been here. Actually, it's a y- been a year
3: <laughs> uh,
4: since I've been here. <laughs> um, I'm really excited. This is going to be our 21st uh, Joy of Jesus, which is incredible. Uh, the first one we had was obviously in 1998 at UC Park with, I don't know, 30, 40 people, and all of them were our people from church. <laughs> uh, and as you mentioned earlier...
3: Universal City Park, not yeah, exactly in the yeah. high traffic area. <laughs> and, uh,
4: and as you mentioned uh, just a few minutes ago, you know it, it's going to be uh, the amount of people that we're going to have walking through there and being uh, ministered to and and being served to. Uh, It's just it's incredible, again, from homeless people, people that that, that work around the area, people that live around the area, uh, tourists, uh, students. We have a lot of college age students that like to go through uh, the park at that time. And uh, it's just going to be a time where we can share God's goodness with them through all of the different ministry, different services that we provide for them. And I mean, there are a ton of them, a ton of things that we do for them.
3: Yeah, You know, what, what people don't realize is the, the reason you're in charge of Joy Jesus is because you're always the one that appears on TV because we get local <laughs> media and stuff out there. And, and so you give people the impression that the pastor of Calvary Chapel, San Antonio, is tall and young and strong and good looking. <laughs> oh. And that way I don't have to go on camera.
4: Oh, my goodness. But you have the brain. I might have the body, but you have the brains. <laughs>
3: what are you saying? My body? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but let's, before we go on, we got a phone call waiting. So let's go to Seguin and see our friend Ruben online, too. Ruben, thanks for holding. You're on the air.
5: Hey, God bless you, Pastor Ron. And, and uh, I didn't get the visitor's name, so uh, no disrespect to him. God bless you, too, brother. No. Uh, how not are you doing today? We're doing great. Great. Uh, Pastor, uh, just three quick things, just three quick things. Uh, Do you remember the email I sent you a couple of weeks ago? I do. Okay. um, Unfortunately, I did not get to hear your response. And I don't know if that's something you could touch on uh, to let me know. Uh, You know, you don't have to go into specifics. um, I got it. Okay. But then the second thing is this this legalism i'm 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 trying to so hard and i don't know why it, it i it just seems so hard to get rid of it um un- i don't want to say unfortunately because the church that i'm at God, i mean god bless them they have helped me tremendously and i just recently got out of a surgery where they uh, reversed the colostomy, which I praise God for that because they took mm-hmm. the colostomy bag off of me. And they have been there to support my dad because I take care of my dad while I've been in the hospital. But you remember for the longest time I told you that God, had, I had felt God has been telling me, you need to go someplace that's going to feed you because this 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 thing is killing you spiritually. And it is. So now... The thing that I'm dealing with is, you know, if I don't read the Bible every single day, that God is is going to get mad at me, and He's not going to answer me or any of my prayers. Because how do I expect how do I expect God to answer any of my prayers if I don't seek Him uh, by reading the Word of God? Now I seek Him every single day. I pray at least two two or three times a day, you know, and and I pray. Uh, I mean, not for 15 minutes, For not not to boast. I'm not boasting. Please don't think that I'm boasting. But I pray for a long period of time because I, I want to get close to God. I want to feel God. Just, I want to just touch his heart, and I want to feel his heart, and I just want to get so close to him. you know. And then now I'm getting thrown with, if you don't read the Bible every single day, that it's going to do you no good. It's going to do you absolutely no good for you to pray, for you to give tithes, for you to do this, for you to do that. And then the third thing I would like is just to ask for prayer. Uh, like I said, I just recently got out of, uh, I'm, I'm post-op, maybe about a month. And I had my colostomy reversed, which I, I praise God for that. The, the the wound in my abdomen, it was very, very extensive, and it, it, it was very very difficult. Um, I'm having a complication with uh, these two holes opened up and they don't know why they opened up, but they don't want to close now. And I'm not diabetic, so they're not closing and they're bleeding. And the doctor was like, well, let's give two weeks to pack it with this. And if we don't do this, we'll send you to wound care. And if wound care doesn't happen, we're going to have to go back and do surgery on you. Just to to shut them up so the the prayer is that God will miraculously heal and shut okay. those holes and um those are basically it if you could you know I know that those are loaded <laughs> well the first two are kind of loaded questions you know especially the first one um and I know some people will not know what we're talking about but at least you know yeah. what I'm talking about and yeah, that's, and that's,
3: that's all good. that's all that mm-hmm. I Okay, Reuben, let, let me start with the prayer, because I think that's the most important thing. The others are pretty easy if you'll open your heart and and really listen. But but um, let's pray that God would touch you. Father, we, we lift Reuben, uh, you know, uh, just an unbelievable amount of suffering in the past couple of years for Reuben. And um, he loves you. And by the power of your spirit, Lord, we ask you to have mercy, uh, to heal the open wounds. We ask you, Lord, to do so supernaturally. Uh, But, Lord, if you want to do it supernaturally but in a natural way, we don't care. We just ask you to touch our brother and heal him, give him strength, and let him see the hand of God move in his life. Please, God, do this for us. Hear our prayers. We ask for your glory. Amen. Ruben, the other things, and I want to deal with. The, the, I'll deal very, very briefly with the first. And the, the, our response: We, if you go to our website, if you get access to computer, Ruben, October second is when the program was that you sent, and I, I gave you a complete answer on the email that you sent. Uh, you, we, you can access that on our website, calvarysa.com. But just very short. Uh, let me let me say this. Um. First John 1 John 1.9 says that if you confess your sins, God is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and to purify you from all unrighteousness. And the guilt that you're doing, um, the, the the attack of the enemy, the condemnation that seems to be always surrounding you is a result of the second thing that you asked about, and that's the legalism. Uh, your sins are forgiven, and and the enemy wants to condemn you. He wants to do anything and everything Possible to, to destroy um, any kind of a thriving relationship that you might find with the Lord. And so the, the best way to do it is guilt and condemnation. Uh, the other thing I need you to know about legalism is it's evil. It's from the devil. And you can never have a vibrant relationship with God if you are are doing so because you feel like God is angry. And I've told you in past times, Reuben, that what we need to do is really... Open our Bibles, not in the legalistic way, but in a way that says, Jesus, show me how much you love me. Show me the promises that you've already accomplished for me. And just meet him there. Let him convince your heart that he loves you, that he's not angry with you, that he's not frustrated or impatient. And legalists, Reuben, are always going to feel that that God is angry with them because none of us can ever measure up to the law. Now, I've also told you this before, and I I know how um, this other church has helped you uh, by helping your father, but they're not helping you at all. And this is a church, because of the legalism, this is a church that's inhibiting your walk with Jesus instead of helping you grow. In the grace and knowledge of who he is and of his will for your life. So what you've got to do, Reuben, is forget the emotional part of this. Forget the guilty attachment because of the things that they've done. If they did it with the right heart, there will be reward in heaven for them. If they did it to enslave you with more legalism, there will be no reward. But you're the victim here. You're the one who's being trapped by legalism. Now, I want you to read your Bible every day, too but I want you to do it because you love it, because God's going to speak to your heart, and you can't wait to hear, not because you have to do it to keep him from being mad. I had a a friend of mine who told a story one time of when he was growing up, his job, one of his chores at home was to wash the family car. Every single Saturday he had to wash it. It had to be perfect. The dad was really fussy about it, and so that was his job. And he just hated doing it. But then he grew up and was old enough to drive. Then he met a girl. He asked a girl out on a date. And the girl said yes. So my friend asked his dad, can I take the car on a date? And his dad said, well, sure you can. You've been really faithful. You've always helped. Of course you can take the car on a date. He said, the first thing I did was I went out and washed the car. And he said, it was always just labor, but now it's a labor of love, and that's a completely different thing, Reuben. So we will be praying for you. You keep us posted on the wounds, and it's time for you to find a church that will teach you about the grace of God and the balance between law and grace, and it will change everything in your life. Reuben, thanks a lot for the call. We will continue to pray for you. Three four zero ninety five. 85-1, while well, we're waiting for any other calls, let's get back to Joy of Jesus. Would you? Oh, we've got the caller back. Anonymous is on line one. Anonymous, thanks for calling back. You're on the air.
6: Well, thank you so much, Ms. Bathura. Um I have a question. Um, it kind of stems out of my mind quite often, though. I have my own theories and you know ideas about it, but um, I'd like for you to share your ideas and thoughts on suicide and what happens when you commit suicide and things like that, things of that nature. I'd like like for you to share your ideas and thoughts about that in detail. I'll listen to your response over the radio.
3: Okay, Anonymous, thank you. I was going to hand this one off to Pastor Juan, but I think I better take this one myself, uh, Anonymous. Um, uh, Let me say first and foremost, Christians can't commit suicide. Your body's not your own. You're bought with a price. You don't belong to you. And I know, Anonymous, you've called often enough that, that I know you're not talking about you, but um, w- suicide is, is the killing of a body that's made in the image of God, and a Christian simply cannot commit that kind of act. Now, I say cannot because we're certainly prohibited from doing it, I'm also aware that there are real Christians who sometimes lose the battle to the enemy, the enemy who wants to kill to destroy. Um, uh, Sometimes they lose the battle. I have done uh, three funerals, Anonymous, over the years for people that I absolutely knew were saved who took their own lives. Um, In two of the three cases, I had this conversation with the people when they first let me know that they were considering it, I just said, you can't do it. Well, what if I do? You can't do it. You're a Christian. Well, well, but if I do it, I said, then I guess we find out you're not a Christian. Now, I'm not questioning their salvation, but what I'm questioning at the beginning, before the act, is I'm questioning the fact that they're really committed to Jesus Christ, and I'm letting them know that there's something they can't do, and we're known by the things that we do. We're known by our fruit. Uh, if somebody came into to me and said, well, I'm a Christian, but I'm going to cheat on my wife, I'd say, you can't do it. You're a Christian. Well, what if I do? Well, people who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. That's what Galatians 5 and 1 Corinthians 6 says. The, the, the problem is that uh, there is an enemy who is going to keep pushing and keep pushing and keep pushing. And unless we really arm ourselves with the word of God, unless we surround ourselves with the presence of God, then we're all in that place where we're vulnerable. And as I said to you, Anonymous, uh, all three of the people that i have done those funerals, I am absolutely convinced I'm going to see in heaven. Uh, they struggled, and they struggled, and they lost. They didn't have to lose, but they did. It is a grievous sin, but it is not a mortal sin, as the Catholic Church has has labeled it. Uh, the only sin that, that would send somebody forever to hell is the uh, blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, and that is to reject the work of the Holy Spirit. His job is to convince the world of sin and of righteousness and judgment. And if you go to your death by any means without having responded affirmatively to that work of the Holy Spirit, convincing you of uh, the fact that you're a sinner, uh, convicting you of, or convincing you that you're you need to be righteous and perfect to go to heaven. And Jesus is the answer. If you reject Jesus unto death, then you are going to spend eternity in hell. But uh, the sin of suicide, while very serious and grave, grave, grave in consequence, uh, it's not any different than any other Christian who dies in an unconfessed willful sin. The blood of Jesus covers us from all sin, past, present, and future. And what we need to do is understand that when we're with Jesus, those are the things that we understand we cannot do, and then we uh, simply let the the Lord, the Holy Spirit, have his way in our hearts. So, Anonymous, thanks very much. One one caution, and if you're talking to somebody else, the one thing you always want to do when somebody asks you the question is, is try the best you can to discern through asking why they're asking that question. And the reason I say that is because you need to know if what they're doing is, um, um, you know, they're trying to pave the way to take their own life, and then you'll be able to minister to them. So thank you very, very much. We got another anonymous call, a different one, on line one. You're on the air. Thanks for calling.
2: Hello. This is uh, another dubious caller. (laughs) Uh, but at any rate, uh, this is for both of you, um, that just to clarify, and I'm not referring to the event, but the name of the joy of Jesus, you know, tomorrow, um, which is a week early, but at any rate, um, perhaps you could explain what exactly is the joy of Jesus? We've got a lot of people that in this, in this town that are, uh, Catholic. And as I was raised Catholic, uh, there's a certain amount of masochism in there too, I think, you know, but that's neither here nor there. That's just my personal reflection on it. But, uh, you know, when, when Jesus was born to die for us, is that the joy that we're talking about i mean that seems a little masochistic to me and uh at any rate if you could kind of get around that and smooth it over it might help more than just my own soul
3: we can and do I'll that listen
2: on the radio
3: okay thanks a lot Pastor one i'll let you take it first joy of jesus why do we call it that and what are we trying to communicate to the people who'll be at the park tomorrow?
4: Sure. So, um, joy. Uh, obviously, you know the difference between happiness and joy. Happiness is a fleeting emotional thing that we get from uh, experiencing um, things, people at, at a uh, at a very uh, momentary sort of level. Uh, joy, on the other hand, it is sort of like a an ember, a coal. Um, you know, I just yesterday because of preparation for George Jesus, I figured you know i wasn 't going to have time to to cook in the weekend. i do a little bit of cooking, uh, but and so I went ahead and I decided to barbecue a lot of chicken and um, and so i 'm waiting for the cold, i 'm waiting for the wood to burn up and the and so uh, I wait until that wood becomes uh, cold. They become embers, and that's when I place the meat. And you know, the meat comes out amazing. I mean, it just sears perfectly. Do you it have any left? A- I do. <laughs> I do, but it's uh, yeah, it's been allotted to other people, so. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, and so, you know, you look at those embers and it's just an ongoing fire, regardless of what the the, the temperature is outside, whether it's raining. I've done a lot of barbecue in the rain, and the cold, but those embers just continue to just warm, continue to produce that warmth. And that's, to me, that's joy to me. And that's a picture I want you to, to have there. But that's the joy that God has for me. It's his joy for me that keeps me going That um, that propels me to do the things that I do. I'm a school teacher here. I've been a school teacher for about I don't know 13, 14 years, um, and I do other things on the side, including this particular event, uh, this outreach. And again, and, and I, I like to speak for everyone that has a part in this outreach. Uh, that's what propels us to do what we do. It's his joy that that hot coal, you know, that warmth that he has for us to do what we do yeah. and and I, I i just i love it you know i'm i'm right i can tell you right now i'm a little tired you know <laughs> i got a lot of things i got to do still but it's it's that excitement i just i'm still i'm excited i'm happy i am joyous i am i know that the lord is looking at me smiling at me i might not be doing everything perfectly but he's smiling at me and that's enough i am tell you
3: and and you just need a good night's rest. You'll be fine. I'll be fine. <laughs> couple of things. Let, let me answer the caller this way. You know, Jesus, um, for the joy set before him, endured the agony of the cross. Uh, it's very important that we get the, the, the title of this event right. It's the joy of Jesus. It's his joy mm-hmm. that we're trying to spread. Now, Jesus's joy was you and me. He loved us so much that he allowed himself to be beaten savagely. He allowed himself to be spat upon, insulted, and mocked, and allowed himself. Remember, he could have called down 12 legions of angels. He chose not to do that for the joy set before him. And you and I, we are that joy. And that's the kind of joy. Now, Pastor Juan, tomorrow when we go into the park, uh, we're going to meet people whose lives are filled with misery and filled with pain. And we're giving them a hint of the joy of Jesus that's available to them. This isn't um, our joy we're taking to the park. Uh, This is His joy that we're offering people free of charge. And uh, we're we're letting them know by the things that we do. I'll have you talk about that on the other side of the break. Um, um, we're letting the people there know how much God loves them, not only by the word that we communicate with them, but we're doing it by the things that we do for them, things that nobody else does for the rest of the year. And um, we just want to leave just sort of a, an aroma of life, an aroma of joy uh, for people who really have it tough in the world that we live in. So that's what the joy of Jesus is. Again, it's not our joy. It's his joy that we want to spread around. Well, you can hear the music. That first half hour went quickly. We have only 30 minutes left in the programs for the week. Three four zero ninety five eighty five or toll free 877-630-KSLR. This is the word to stand up for life. We'll be back in two minutes.
1: To the word to stand on for life. We're taking your calls at 340 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh.
3: Welcome back to the program. Let's get right to the phone calls. We've got a couple waiting. Jimmy is calling from San Antonio on line one. Jimmy, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Hello. Hi, Jimmy. How you? You're on. Oh. I can hear you. How
5: are you? I'm going I to ask this question,
3: um,
0: kind of touchy, but
1: um, if, uh, if an abortion is committed, right, mm-hmm. right if an abortion is committed, are those babies that get aborted, are they in heaven?
3: Okay. That's your only question, right. Jimmy?
2: Well, yeah, I just, um, well, a long time ago, long time ago, when I was very young, at the
1: age of 22, I uh, um, it happened to me.
5: And um, one abortion I didn't know of, and the second one I knew.
3: And, uh, I, I got you, Jimmy. I, I know what a burden this can be. I uh, want you to listen to the answer offline, and, and uh, I'll be very encouraging to you. Um, life begins at conception. David says that we were knit in our mother's womb. God knew everything about us. Um, and unfortunately we have murdered 65 million babies in our nation, give or take a few, uh, since 1973. And it seems as there's no end in sight. The good news is that every one of those children instantly goes into the presence of the Lord. Now they're not just globs of tissue. Um, in heaven they're perfect, they're at whatever the optimal age is in, in heaven is going to be, uh, and they are for sure um, uh, in the presence of the Lord. Now the problem with that is the, the world that we live in, especially people that are are, are, are under condemnation and feeling really, really guilty well, I don't want to meet my son or I don't want to meet my daughter because they'll know what I did to them. In heaven, remember, everything is forgiven and forgotten. So when somebody, Jimmy, like you, who has uh, been responsible for an abortion, um, a a mother who's had an abortion, um, when you give your life to Jesus, like all other sins, the sins of taking the life of your children is under the blood of Jesus. Uh, It doesn't mean we should take it lightly. Uh, It means that God is good and there will be the greatest reunion in ever. Jimmy, when you get to heaven, those babies will be waiting for you. Now think about that for a moment. What a moment when, when they look at you and say, Dad. Or when they look at the mother, say, Mother. You see, that's what heaven is going to be about. Reconciliation, perfection, eternal joy, no tears, no regrets. Everything will be wiped away. I don't know if you saw the movie, Jimmy, on the Apostle Paul that, that uh, was out, um, I think, uh, early part of this year. Um, but, but they really dealt with that issue uh some of the the families that paul persecuted and and was responsible for the death um he kept having visions of them you know before he died uh, and and as soon as he was martyred for his faith uh there was this glorious reunion in heaven and uh it, they they handled it really really well so jimmy that's uh, that's the comfort and encouragement that we can provide for you Pastor, one, we ought to talk about joy, Jesus, a little bit.
4: Just a
3: little bit, right? What, what? If somebody's coming tomorrow for the first time, mm-hmm. what should they expect?
4: Well, uh, let's see here. They should expect a bunch of people with red shirts. That's the first thing that's <laughs> going to hit their eyes. Uh, we, we're probably going to have about five hundred of our uh, of our folk there. What's about 70 percent, seventy five percent, maybe of our. our uh, mm-hmm. A congregation there dressed in red shirts with big bold letters saying Joy of Jesus 2019. Uh, but um, so that's what they're going to come across, first of all. And then they're going to see a lot of different booths, a lot of different uh, tents set up. Uh, and in these tents, they have all, we have all kinds of different services that we provide. We're going to have a team of doctors there, our own very doctors from Malta Medical. Um, we're going to have a pediatrician there. We're going to have our nutritionists, our uh, uh, I mean, our nurses there. We're going to have um, a tent or two uh, that will be cutting hair. We're going to I mean, just, let me let
3: me go back to mm-hmm. the to the to the medical uh, sure. tent for a moment. Uh, there's lots of open wounds in, in, in the people, the homeless people. And so there's a lot of ministry that goes on. Oh, absolutely. Hands on.
4: Absolutely. Uh, Dr. Peter and Dr. Shiva, the, the, the two, uh, the couple uh, that run uh, Multimedical will be there. And, you know, I, I've spoken with Dr. Peter about this. And he says, well, you know, th- there, are a, there are a lot of, uh, not a lot, but just uh, there are some um, uh, medical issues that we tend to. He goes, but more than that. Ninety percent of what we do there that day uh, is going to be counseling. Now, as much as they want, you know, to, you know, people come up with cuts and this and that and want to bandage them up, but that's really what they do. And and in fact, that's sort of what the, this whole outreach is about. You know, we're giving everything that we that we have from book bags and bicycles and food and drinks and uh, haircuts and you know, you you'll have makeovers. Uh, uh, you have, um, uh, I mean, just all the the the, um, the list goes on and on. And it's all solely so that we can get close to people and be able to share, just talk to them and just share Jesus with them. Um, uh, we're going uh, to have porta potties there provided for them uh, to, you know, to, to use.
3: Which is a huge deal for Big the homeless time. out there.
4: Yes, it, it really is. Uh, as you guys know, you know you're to a city. You know, and, and and there are times where you know these people that live out in the street don't have a place to to go and do their necessities. But we're going to provide that for them. Uh, we're going to give out toiletries and uh, there'll be coffee. Believe it or not, massages. Uh, it, it just it just so many. Things. So I really w- just encourage anyone who's listening who who have the the time off. Uh, to meet us there tomorrow. The event starts from 11 to 3, but if you can be there earlier to help us uh, set up, we really appreciate that. But um, but it's going to be an amazing time. As you said, the weather's going to be 90 degrees. For me, that's a little too warm, but obviously, you know. (laughs) Uh, You're so wrong about your, that. <laughs> the, <laughs> the Lord heard your prayer.
3: Um, Pastor, one, we we got free parking. Sure, we have uh, free parking. Explain where that is?
4: Yeah, that's in the AT and T, uh, the old AT uh, mm-hmm. uh, and T building, and they graciously went ahead and opened that parking lot for us uh, to use. Here's a, the cool thing about it is that uh, you won't have to walk from that parking lot to Travis Park, which is only what three three blocks or something like that. Uh, we, we're actually going to have ATV carts there, three or four of them, uh, five of them, uh, that'll be transporting people from the the, uh, the parking lot to, to to the park. So uh, we're trying to make it as easy and accessible as possible for for people.
3: Yeah, and return to the parking lot exactly. as well. I mean, also, they're, they're going to be making those shuttle runs sure. all day long. We're yeah. so grateful that they've uh, and for year after year now they've offered the parking. To yeah, us for free. they have. They really. So have. this is just really really. Uh, a good thing. Uh, there is a map on our website of where the parking is, calvarysa.com, and you'll be able to see where to park, and then you'll just get in a little line, and they'll drive you up, mm-hmm. and, and it's yeah. a really great time. Yeah. What what I would ask you to do when you first get to the park is just pray. Yeah. Just uh, take a take a look and see what's going on uh, it is uh, mind blowing. It really is in the sense that you wouldn't expect. I've had people come and say, "How many churches are involved yeah. in this?" It's <laughs> just us.
4: Yeah, it, it really is. It, it has been it. like that, you know. Uh, now, what we've what we've had before, we've had other churches actually come and want to partner up with us. And you know, we tell them look, we're not promoting our church. We're not promoting our, even our pastor as much as we love him. We're not promoting anything but Jesus. If you want to hang out with us and share Jesus with people that's fine because that's what we're all about you know but yeah it has been um 99.9 percent of the people that uh are there are from uh, ministering are from our church
3: yeah. yeah and uh you know it's important to understand we have no agenda yeah and you know a lot of people unfortunately even christian groups uh they see huge crowds yeah and they say, oh, wow, I can take advantage of this. And, and, and that's just not what we're there to do at all. Yeah. We're not there to get anything for anybody. We're not there to pass out cards. Yeah. We're not there to promote this thing that we do. Yeah. We're there to minister one-on-one yeah. with the people that Jesus brings to the park tomorrow. And, and and I'm talking about kids. There's so many kids. One of the tragedies, one that, that I don't think we were prepared for when we began all this, is is the increasing numbers of homeless children
4: yeah it's it's amazing to see to, to see them just uh, you know you look at them at first you know from afar you think wow it's a 20 year old kid it's a you know 25 and you look and you ask them their age 16 15 18 year old kids you know there and uh and it's really really heartbreaking you know the the, the neat thing about our, our church is that we have youth their age that'll be down there ministering to them too and that's amazing pastor Nelly has done a really great job at at just uh, really teaching the the word to them and uh they're, they're really excited i've talked a lot i'm a school as i mentioned before i'm a school teacher here and so i i hear kids talking about going to joy jesus and being part of this ministry and that ministry part of being the you know part of the the, the witnessing team and so i'm excited to see what the Lord's going to do through them uh and so really 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 exciting stuff
3: yeah, uh, Pastor. What about people who, who families bring their kids? Sure, uh,
4: we have a uh, we have a uh, an area allotted for the children uh, there at the park, and it's nice and enclosed and fenced off. We have uh, we'll have plenty of security there. So if you if the parent would like to to serve or just to walk around and see what we have available uh, there for them, they can always leave their children there in the that enclosed area. And they will be well taken care of. They will be playing games. They will be taught the Bible. And there will be music for them, uh, snacks, and that, those sort of things. So uh, if you're concerned, uh, if you want to go to the to, to, to Joy of Jesus tomorrow, but you're concerned about uh, bringing your kids, bring your kids. They're going to have a great time. And, again, if you want to have them tag along with you, that's fine. But if you want to put them up in the children's area, uh, they'll be completely saved. We'll have, again, Plenty of security for them,
3: and and little yeah. kids, especially yeah. elementary school age and, and up, yeah. they're actually going to want to be in there. Our junior high schoolers yeah. are are in there ministering. Yeah, but but exactly. the kids want to be in there because that's yeah. where it's fun, and you can leave your kids in there, dump them off, and go serve the Lord. Uh, it, it's just a perfect environment. We'll have armed security yes. in there. Uh, SAPD will be yep. there uh, in the kids' place, mm-hmm. so they're 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 completely safe and boy do they ever have a blast i watched last year as some, some parents came and said let's go we're getting ready to go no i don't want to go yet right. we're not done yeah. and and uh, that's just kind of the way it is one yeah. what about entertainment tomorrow
4: so tomorrow we have our very own uh michi uh Vansico, uh which is pastor nelly's our youth pastor's wife she is an incredible um, musician she's an incredible artist uh she she raps both in english and spanish uh and you'll be you, i mean you will be completely blown away at what she's going to bring tomorrow obviously um she's a brilliant brilliant woman uh her album cover i think it's uh, uh the soul was michelle from the soul uh and uh, so she's going to be playing some new music actually Uh, there tomorrow and i'm extremely excited extremely excited to see what what uh what she's going to do so
3: and what about food
4: food Uh, we have hamburgers quarter pound hamburgers we'll have uh kielbasa sausages and again all of that's going to be completely free free to the public we'll have We'll have so much Gatorade tomorrow. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, I'm afraid that, it's, that we're not going to be able to pass all of it out, but we have, we'll have tons of water. Uh, there'll be some sodas. Uh, there'll be baked goods. I mean, everything, everything that we bring there is going to stay there. I want to make sure of that. We don't want to bring anything back. That's clothes. That's book bags. That's blankets. I want everything to stay there. So, uh, if you're in need of any of these items, anything, if you just want to check us out, please show up, and uh, you'll you'll end up with with something.
3: There's going to be some drama, some skits. Yeah,
4: some drama, some skits. You have our, our vacation Bible school kids. Uh, we performing, and um, yeah, yeah. It's 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 just so jam packed. You really have to. Be there to experience I mean, I can tell you, we can tell you, we can try to describe it to you, but it's not until you're there in person that you understand what we mean.
3: And you'll be sharing the word in English and in Spanish.
4: Yes, English and Spanish. And so uh, that'll be the last thing that we do. And then afterwards, we'll go ahead and close. Uh, but um, yeah, um, it's an exciting time. My my son, who I haven't seen for three months, he's going to be down there uh, <laughs> helping us out. Uh, so anyway, I had to give him a little plug there. Oh, bikes! Of course, we'll have uh, we'll have about forty forty bikes that we're going to give away. Adult bikes, also we will have some children's bikes. But um, we'll be raffling them throughout the day. And I'm tell you, the bikes is a hot commodity downtown. It, they, they it really is. Uh, so please show up. Uh, the uh, address for Travis Park is 301 East Travis Street. And, uh, again, we'll be there from the event starts from 11 to 3 p.m. If you can be there a little early to help us set up, we really appreciate that.
3: Okay, one. let me change gears. Sure. We'll come back to Drive Jesus just at the end to give the... The pertinent details again, mm-hmm. but um, share a little bit about your life. How long oh. you been saved? How'd you get saved? Okay, we got about eight minutes. Eight eight minutes. Let me see if I can the speak. Cliff notes version,
4: really quick. So um, I've been saved for about eighteen years. Uh, I wasn't. Th- I was a really, really bad guy. Um, I I did a lot of horrible things to my family, including, uh, specifically my wife. My mom would actually call my wife and tell her, "Leave him; he's going to kill you." Um, you know, when I tell that story, they, people don't believe me. Obviously, you know, it's the Lord who, who did the work here. <laughs> but uh, they, they uh, both her family, they wanted me gone. They wanted me dead. And in an upstairs bathroom, 18 years ago, I gave my life to the Lord. Uh, I, you know, I asked the Lord, Lord. If I have to be like my parents, and by the way, my parents uh, were very legalistic. So speaking, going back to Ruben's question, mm-hmm. uh, very legalistic per, uh, uh, family. Uh, and I said, Lord, if I have to be like them, I will. If this is who you are, then this is who I'm going to follow. And lo and behold, the Lord brings us uh, to Calvary Chapel 18 years ago. And I just um, fell in love with the Lord, God's word, the people, ministry, and I've been a school teacher here at the academy uh, for the past maybe 14, 15 years. Not too sure. Uh, I've also uh, been involved in doing a bit of traveling and um, uh, missions outreach, and and also heading the uh, the the, uh, the joy of Jesus every year. So uh, I've been busy with all kinds of things. But this is this is my passion. This is what I love to do.
3: And you've been on the pastoral staff for how many years?
4: Oh, uh, 13 years. See, I think we, 13 years, 14 years. I
3: was a young man when I met you. Look what oh, you've done to I me. I was a
4: baby when yeah. I met you.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and your wife will be yes. participating yes, in the absolutely. makeup Yes, yeah, absolutely.
4: My wife is actually heading the makeup ministry. She's got an incredible gift when it comes to makeup, and, you know, the ladies love it. And, uh, again, you know, just getting close to people like she does, and also the haircut folk. Uh, the way they get close to people and just that human touch is, uh, does an amazing, uh, it's almost magical just to see these people's uh, faces just melt in, in, in our hands and uh, being able to share with them. Again, it's, a, it's an incredible time. It's incredible. You, you, can't, uh, you can't describe it. You have to be there.
3: Okay. What are your, oh, we got, we got another call now. It's another anonymous call on line one. So let's get it while we've still got a few minutes. You're on the radio.
6: Uh, yes, yeah, so this is Anonymous. Um, I have a question I'd like to ask you, sir. Uh, now, you may know as a Christian yourself, the devil, like sometimes when I'm praying to the Lord, the devil kind of step in and come between me and try to come between me and the Lord. You know, while I'm praying to him, you know, he fills my heart with doubt and emptiness. And my question to you, Pastor, um, how does Jesus feel about that? And Am I... Am I Okay, in that situation where he, as I am talking to him in prayer, along comes the devil to try to come between us, with you know, put through my heart with doubt and stuff like that. I like to hear your, uh, your response about that. I stood on the radio. Hey,
3: okay, thank you, anonymous. I appreciate it. Um, the the last thing on earth the devil wants to 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 see you do is pray, to talk to the Lord. So he's going to do anything and everything. Um, you know, some amazing vile thoughts will come through your mind. Things that you hadn't thought about for years and years and years will come to mind. The devil's pushing those buttons. And remember, he's the best psychologist ever. And so uh, he's going to push those buttons. He's going to do anything he can to distract you. That's what the Apostle Paul says. We have to take those thoughts captive and make them obedient to Christ. So the thing I would encourage you to do is to expect spiritual interference. Um, Don't be caught off guard by it. Uh, Don't be surprised, certainly. And in the process, uh, as you press in um, through prayer, um, you and the Lord will have a victory together. I think sometimes we expect that the enemy is going to lighten up. He's going to take it easy on us. He never is. He is relentless. He is without mercy. And he's going to do anything and everything that he can to destroy uh, the work. Uh, that, that the Lord is doing in you. So just don't don't be surprised. Um, it's, it should never be unexpected. Just keep walking and talking with the Lord. Um, doubt is one of his favorite weapons. Uh, you know who you are in Christ. you know what He's done for you. Hold on to that and then as I mentioned to another caller yesterday, how you feel then doesn't matter. I know how we feel is real. It's real feelings. But it doesn't matter because what we've got is His unchanging truth. So it's really an important thing um, in terms of battling spiritual warfare. Uh, just know who you are in Christ and know what He's already done for you. Well, Pastor Warren, we're inside four minutes now for the rest of the program. Um, what are your hopes? What are your prayers for joy of Jesus every year?
4: Uh, my prayer is that people would come to a saving relationship with the Lord. Uh, but you, you
3: sa- are an evangelist at heart. I am. Yeah. I really am. You know
4: that that's, that redemption is God's baby. You know. Um, and second, um, I, I love this particular outreach because uh, our family, and I say our family, our congregation gets to go and work together. But just something happens when you're there in the thick of things, rubbing, just working together, ministering together. Um, people, you know, it, it, people get excited. They come back excited the next day, and the Lord's given them vision and give them a drive, and they, um, you know, it's just like an an ember is being fanned into flame. And 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 so that I pray that that would be the case. Uh, the second thing that I pray that the Lord, that'll be the case with our people. That, and again, our people—they're they, super excited. They're super excited about tomorrow. But I, I my prayer for them is that uh, the Lord give them vision. The Lord will give them uh, continue to just move them forward for, with the things that God has for them. Um, but again, the first things first. I just want people to get saved. Yeah.
3: You know, for me personally, one uh, you know, people getting saved is always every every ministry we have here yeah. is geared toward that one thing. That's right. But as a pastor looking out over over our flock, um, the numbers of times tomorrow somebody will come to me and say, Pastor Ron, I can't believe God used me to yeah. to pray with somebody yeah. to receive Christ, or yeah. God used me to minister to this, or to do that, yeah. and and they get that first taste mm-hmm. of being used by the Lord. They they get the First taste of the power of the Holy Spirit flowing in them and through them, and and I know most of them are never going to settle for less than that again, that's right. and that's why they're so excited. When we get here on Sunday morning, um, people are tired. That's a, it's a full day tomorrow, um, but they're so thrilled. Um, most, not most, many will be wearing the Joy of Jesus T-shirts. Yeah. So they're going to take them and wash them, but then they're yeah. going to they're going to wear them because it's just it's just something they don't want to forget. It's something that that, you know, it was a, a, a memory. God touched mm-hmm. me here. And uh, to see them be used by the Lord and to see them catch that fire exactly. of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. is an unbelievable blessing. I told the story yesterday with Paul who was here about our lead guitar player. Oh, yeah. Who we picked out of the joy of Jesus. <laughs> <and> he's, right. <laughs> he's been serving faithfully for, I don't know, 16, 17, 18 years a long now. Time, yes. And uh, our, our lead guitar player and our Sunday worship team and it's just been an amazing thing. Well, we're inside one minute. What do you want to leave the audience with? Why don't you give them some details?
4: Sure. Um, again, the event, uh, uh, the uh, Georgia's Outreach will take, uh, take place at Travis Park. That's 301 East Travis Street. Uh, it'll start from 11 to 3 p.m. If you can be there earlier, 7 o'clock in the morning, we'd appreciate the, all the help that we can get.
3: Report for duty. That's right. And if you can't come, Pray. Thanks for tuning in this week. It's been a great week. Lots of calls, lots of great issues that we've talked about. You've been listening to The Word to Stand On for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. Remember, all weekend, it's just joy of Jesus. Even if you can't go there, spread the joy of Jesus where you are. We'll see you on Monday.
1: Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapel's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh.